welcome to Wine Road, the wine, when, and where of Northern Sonoma County. I'm your host, Marcy Gordon, with Beth Costa, Executive Director of the Wine Road. Welcome to Wine Road. This is episode 84, and today we're going to be talking to one of our lodging partners, Lucy Lewand, of owner of Camellia Inn. Welcome, Lucy. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm super, I'm super excited to have Lucy here today. Um, we're just talking about how to, you know, book a room. That's the big thing, coming to uh, visit the Wine Road and all the different lodging properties that we have. So, Lucy, tell me how the Chameleon came to be and, you know, some history. Great. Well, my parents got interested in wine. I lived in Southern California. They got interested in wine after a trip to Europe, and they started coming up here. And they kind of got to a stage in their life where if they were going to make a big change, they needed to do it. So they got the idea of having a bed and breakfast. And I'm happy to say we've been there almost 40 years. Wow. <laughs> and we're actually, with Beltane Ranch and ourselves, we're the only original owners left in Sonoma County. Oh, my gosh. Um, That's amazing. Yeah. So my parents uh, bought the inn in 1981, and we opened on April Fool's Day of 1982. <laughs> we chose An that day. An auspicious day. Yes. <laughs> like, well. Anyway, we and um, we started with three rooms, then we went to five, then we went to seven, now we have nine. So my parents um, built a second inn and home down in Mexico pretty soon after they opened. So that's how I started getting involved. And I think the reason we last so long is because the three of us worked together for over 25 years. <laughs> my dad's 90 now, so I don't make him work anymore. <laughs> anyway, But we've loved being in Healdsburg. We're in a great location, just walking distance to everything in Healdsburg. It's deceiving because it's a narrow little street, the front, what is that street? North is that, Street. That's North Street. Yeah. And um, you see this beautiful Victorian, and then you drive in the back, there's a swimming pool back there. I mean, for years, I dropped things off for you at the Chameleon. <laughs> I never drove down there. I had no idea right. the pool was there. I didn't know there was a pool. Yeah, we have private parking for everyone. <laughs> yeah, free. I didn't know there was parking there. <laughs> wow. Yeah, it's great. And, uh, you know, most most of our guests have breakfast and uh, and then go out in the wine road the whole day yeah. and then come back and they just park their car and then they can walk to everything. In the That's evening. ideal. Yeah. It's, it really is. It's one of our go-to recommendations because for the people who do want to just be able to park and walk downtown. Right. It's great. So, and now we have so many tasting rooms downtown, they can yeah. actually you can spend a day just without a car. Exactly. That's so. the most relaxing vacation, I think, is when you can just park it. You don't have to be in your car all the time. And... Yeah. We have some people that don't even bring cars now with Lyft and Uber. Oh, they just, yeah. you know, do arrive and then that's that. Yeah. So, uh, when I first started the Wine Road, uh, it sounds like I was there about 100 years because when I first started, uh, the map has always been an important part for our organization. Huge. Everybody wants the map. And when I first started, people would send me a self-addressed stamped envelope, exactly. and then I would mail them a map. <laughs> yeah, I mean that sounds that sound like that was a hundred years ago, old school. But that was like nineteen years ago. Well, and we when we started, it took about three or four years to get into the guide books. Oh, That's yeah. the only play, way people found us. Right. So you know, it's it was incredible. Now. You know, you can have your property not even built and be taking reservations. Right. So, so what are, what are some changes? You know, in the whole lodging industry, and especially, you know, not as a bigger hotel, but as a privately owned bed and breakfast. What's what are some changes? Well, over the years, the internet, of course. <laughs> I mean, we chose our name with A, B, or C because everything was alphabetical. So oh, right. We had to be oh, Camellia Inn and instead of our built house was have built. camellias there. Yeah, yeah, we have over 100 camellias. <laughs> yeah. So, but it was easy because the man who built our house, Ransom Powell, you know, R is way down the alphabet. Yes. Yeah, we don't want that. <laughs> anyway, but. That's um, funny. Yeah, now, you know, 
travelers are, you know, it's it, it goes all circle. I, I just had a vegan at breakfast. All and, right. you know, 30 years ago when we started, they're you know, vegans would bring their own food. Uh, now, now right. if they let you know, you're, you you know, I got to step up to the plate with yes, all that. Right. Um, but basically, you know, how people travel and how they book for many years, you know, people would just come for one night. Now, mm-hmm. a lot of people, m- m- most people stay at least two, more mm-hmm. three is kind of more normal. Hmm. And um, because there's so much to see and do. Right. And, um, but, you know, how people make their arrangements has changed. There's a lot of last-minute bookings, and there's some good websites that offer that. But one thing that I think a lot of people don't know is that when you go on the Internet and you're on the webs, a lot of the bigger companies, Expedia and the Hotels.com and those, have um, websites that sound like you're at my inn's uh, website. I've, I've done that before, and I yeah. realized, wait a minute, that's not, and I'm not there. So I, th- I just urge people to beware because there's also some kind of scammy type of websites mm-hmm. that could have my camellia in in the name and not but not be me right and there's the statistics that 46 percent of people who book online and there's 500 hotel bookings a minute now on wow. online so are getting extra fees of some sort so it's always if you can it's better for everybody to book direct therefore you know you have a guaranteed reservation Mm -hmm. there's going to be no screw-ups hopefully and um and also a lot of they charge us it it can be almost 25 percent so as a small business that has had a huge impact on us and um but yet we need to be on those big ones because if you type in chameleon in all of those come up first in the right, list and right. you got to kind of search down to get to us directly. I, I'll use those aggregators and just to find what's around and then I go always go direct to this to the property. Yeah. Direct to the site to book because you you're not sure what you're going to get sometimes. Right. Yeah. Well, I'd rather talk to the I, I do the same thing. Yeah. I kind of see what's in the area and you then they show up on those sites but I want to talk to somebody at the front desk or at the you know the at the inn because I'll have other questions. And then I also just hang up feeling like I know for sure I did get that reservation. Right. (laughs) And I'm in the right place. And my experience is I always get the best price booking direct. Absolutely. You never get a better price if you don't. And I always, if someone takes the time to call me and they say, oh, I saw such and such on the internet, I said, sure, I can match that price. Because like I said, we're paying 20% 20 close to on most bookings for... So uh, we can usually match. And on our websites, often my rates are the best rates. Or you'll have specials or something that's not advertised on Mm -hmm. an aggregator. But the rise of the internet has changed travel industry. Um, Just the way travel agents work, it's everyone, uh, you know, you put the information into the hands of the consumer, but it's not always the best way to get things. Right, right. Well, you know, and so many people want to book you know, they're it's midnight. They want to book. And right. I'm I'm asleep because yes. I'm, I'm a small business <laughs> yeah. keeper. But you know, so you can also follow up with a phone call or an email, or you know, just like you said, make sure you're booking with the actual property is always the best for for everyone. Actually, yeah, so. sounds like the win. That's the win for everyone. And if they do come and they stay at the Camellia Inn, gosh, were you the first inn in Healdsburg? We were one of the first, yeah. so there were a few others. Yeah. Belle du Jour was oh, there yeah, Belle ahead, Jour. and mm-hmm. then where Calderwood was, that was an inn as well. Uh-huh. Um, but we're one there. Soon after we opened, um, my mom and 
Rosalie Hope from Hope Merrill House. They oh, yeah. formed the first um, bed and breakfast organization in California. It became, now it's called Gabby, but it was actually started. The very first innkeepers conference in California was held in Healdsburg at the villa. Oh, so. my gosh. Well, and it's good if you can just meet, just get best practices. Oh Everybody's, you know, sharing. Our Inns know. Association here in Sonoma County, um, most are wine, uh, wine road members. Mm-hmm. And I mean, and that's what we love about the wine road, too, is just being with colleagues that have similar goals. Mm-hmm. And- so I know for a fact, though, that at Camellia Inn, you do have customers who come for, you know, whatever special weekend. And when they leave, they book for that same weekend the next year. You have so yeah. many repeat yeah. Customers. We are so lucky and all, you know, because we've been there so long. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm so lucky. We just had a big event, you know, not too long ago in the area. And, yeah, all my people said, okay, put us down for next year, put us down for next year. And, so. you know, that really just speaks volumes then to the way they're treated when they come because there are more options for them now. They don't have to come back there. That <laughs> is know? true. That so is true. I think that's super cool. Yeah. And really all these years, your dad, I know, is not there as much at this point because, again, we're letting him off the hook. He's 90. But right. Everybody who's been coming for years knows Ray. Yeah. It was funny because when my mom passed away and my dad kind of retired, I thought, what am I going to do? He's such a character and he's yeah. such a part of everybody's experience. Right. And and I'm a character, but not quite that kind of character <laughs> anyway. But um, yeah, I seem to have managed. I, I love connecting with my guests and making sure that they find the right experience, what they're looking for, something special that they may not have thought of. And, you know, like I always say, if, if you're from Ohio, if you just do what I tell you to do, you're going to have a great you're time. Love it. <laughs> I don't tell, say it quite like that, but I try to encourage them yeah. because there's so many wonderful things to do that right. you might not know if you just are You're looking, not going to get it from your yeah. hometown. Right. Exactly. And then personally, tell me, uh, tell our listeners about one of your I guess, is it a hobby or what is it being? You're dancing. <laughs> she's she's, <laughs> she's about, shimmying here. Yeah, about, <laughs> I think it's been six years ago. I was asked to be in our local Dancing with the Stars fundraiser, and I just took to it like anything. I am still not a great dancer, but I'm, I've heard rumors that I might be asked again this year because <laughs> it's going to be the final Dancing with oh, the Stars. Yeah. Uh-huh. But anyway, it kind of took me... I decided I wanted to win. Yeah, if you're going to do it, go home. Go big or go home. I like that, Lucy. So I I told my teacher, who was like 22 at the time, I said, look, I'll do anything just as long as it's not creepy. But, you know, because you're 22 and I'm whatever. Anyway, but uh, so we, I said, I want to win this thing, but not for dancing. I can't win for dancing. So we won for fundraising and, and, uh, you know, I'm a little better dancer. So if I am asked again, I'm going to win the mirror ball this time. I for hope dancing so. And fundraising. So. I love it. But That's it's fun. just, uh, I, I just love it. It's just, yeah, there's nothing quite like it. And then at your inn, I mean, it's, it's, you have a, you know, it's a Victorian, I guess that's a Victorian style. So there mm-hmm. is the seating area in the front and you have music there every once in a while. We do. For your fact, I don't know how it came to be, but someone contacted us uh, with a bagpipe player from Ireland. And so ever since then, we've just hosted mainly Celtic. It's amazing. So it's been fun. And we've had some of the greats of that genre mm-hmm. play right in our, uh, right in our yeah. parlor. And one group came there. He's kind of like the 
Quincy Jones of Ireland. His name Whoa. is uh, Donald <laughs> Lunny. Anyway, he came with all these. Now they're really famous musicians, and they played in the inn, and then they packed everything up, and then they went down to John and Zeke's. And, oh. Unpacked oh everything and started and playing again. Oh my gosh! It was, it was amazing. How amazing! <laughs> wow. That is special. Wow! All in the little town of Fieldsburg. Correct. <laughs> and then at the Chameleon, there's a nice breakfast every morning for all the guests. You serve a full breakfast, mm-hmm. um, buffet style in the morning, and has we you know kind of emphasize local like everybody else. Mm-hmm. We have fresh sourdough bread from Cousteau every day. I get eggs delivered from Mary Pat Rowan up in Dry Creek, brings me eggs every week. And we have local coffee, um, you know, a main dish. And, you know, my mother was a wonderful cook, and I just follow her recipes. There you go. And we're fine. (laughs) Mom led led the way. (laughs) Exactly. So, yeah, full breakfast, and we serve wine and snacks either in the parlor or down by the pool, depending. On Fridays, we have usually a wine road. Um, winery come and pour for our guests on oh, Friday nice. evenings, uh-huh. so encourages our guests to get their good time. Yeah. Some of the traffic, and also last Friday night I wasn't there, but it was um, a fellow from Sobragia, and I got home at about eight o'clock, and they were still in their party enjoying it was, some wine. It was really it a sometimes it's really really fun. So, <laughs> anyway, but we ha- it's a wonderful way for the guests and the wineries to have like a connection, a little connection. Yep. So um, this is unrelated to lodging, but it is a Camellia Inn, and you have over 100. The, do they start blooming around in January or February, or when do they They start out? in November okay. and end in May. Most, most prolific yeah. is January, February yeah. into March. I mean, that's so. just got to be amazing. And there's thousands of I'm blooms. I'm such a gardener. And yeah. they're um, just the colors in nature. It's just, you know, a pink, but it's like a pink. Yeah, you know? right. It's right. Just like beautiful. And white. And there's some that look like hibiscus and others that look like little tiny little perfect petals so the difference we had um a uh fellow out from dry creek who um camellias were his hobby but he switched to orchids or something so he wanted his camellias to go to a good home good home so we traded with him and so we have a lot of completely unique ones as well that are hybrids that he produced and some are over 100 years old some of the ones along the front walkway so let's see what else about lodging anything else that you really want to pass on when people are making their trip and planning their days. I think maybe uh, is midweek a good thing to talk about? (laughs) (laughs) Midweek's always a good thing to talk about. But yeah, I mean, midweek now, even in the summer earlier, you know, when we didn't have as much lodging, it was difficult in the summer. But now you can call last minute and get a room. Yeah, midweek is great. You know, we have the concert series coming up and there's a lot of great uh, event, midweek events in Sonoma County. Um, during the summer, it's so much easier to get into restaurants and everything. Everything's else. easier. I mean, everything, yeah, it really everything is easier. Um, and you know, we talked once before with someone about how if you were going to be here from you know a distance away, and you wanted to have a week here, you're better off to be in wine country on the m- middle of the week, and then go to San Francisco on the weekend. In San Francisco. It's it, all the business travelers are gone. You can right. get better rooms. You can get better rates in San Francisco on a weekend. Correct. You can get better rates in wine country on the middle of the week. That's so an excellent tip. Yeah, yeah. yeah. People don't think that. Yeah. No, yeah. You, I, yeah. It seems so obvious once you say it, but until you think about it, yeah. So we have a, a concierge service and little form that people can fill out. It's on WineRoad.com, and just let us know how many days they're going to be here, 
And for their lodgings, do you want to be walking distance to restaurants? Do you want to be surrounded by vineyards? You know, what's your right. preference? And we don't book anything for anyone, but we can help you narrow down. The these are the better lodging choices for yeah. you. And these are the better winery choices for the kind of wine you're looking for or the the other excursions that you want to do. And, and you know, we talk about it in the office. I mean, we really make sure we're trying right. to send you the best thing. It's not some form that, you know, we don't pay attention to. We want anyone who comes to have the best possible visit. So right. they come back. If if they're on their own. It's, it's like, it, the, the, I mean, so many, I you know, I'm just going, talking with a woman back and forth right now. She's coming in a week or two. And yeah, she wants to know what, what should they do? What they're do coming do? for a wedding, but they have some extra time. Right, right. And that whole, yeah, like you said, it's just hard to narrow down. They, you know, if they can tell you what kind of wines or what kind right. of experience they want or, you know. Yeah, it's so much better to have a local help you out. It really, that is the way to go. Yeah, and you can't beat a free concierge service. Uh, Correct. So, um, well, plus like Debbie and I sit and put those together and then we think, oh my God, I'd like that day. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Like I send other people on these amazing ideas. (laughs) Every time I go to Corbell for lunch, I think, oh, I should should come here more more often. Uh, Mars, for today's show, do you have an item or a book that you have need to a book. share? Okay. It's called The Book Lover's Guide to Wine. Mm-hmm. So you would think, hey, this is perfect for Marcy, book lover, guide to wine. <laughs> um, but I, in my craziness, thought it was a book lover's guide to wine, meaning what you should read and what you should drink. Right. You know, because I thought, oh, I'm going to read, you know, a mystery. I'll drink this wine. And, oh. and I thought, so I grabbed... I would not have gone that way. No, yeah, me neither. Well, uh, welcome to Marcy's because World. Because I'm, I'm a book lover, and that's how I think I love to read with a glass of wine. And like, what this would be fabulous. What would pair, you know, Hemingway with this or Shakespeare right. with this? Well, that's not what this is. Yeah, well, I, I wouldn't think so, but that's okay. But there is a part, it does redeem itself in my eyes, because at the end, and it does have varietals, and it does pair up varietals with different um, writers. Oh. But in the hmm. beginning, it, it's just a very comprehensive introduction to wine. It's history and um, the different regions, and it's not overwhelming. It's written in a very accessible style. Is it worldwide? Yes, it is. Oh, great. So I would say if you're looking for a book that's got all the authors and what you should drink, this is not the book. <laughs> I was to say, now you need to write that book. I probably yes, do. that's what she should do. Yeah. I'll hole up at the Camellia Inn and go. do my research, <laughs> and I'll write the book. I'll come swim in the afternoon. Yeah. Right. Awesome. And what about items? Did you bring an item? I brought a crazy item. You're going to oh, not like this. My Lord. <laughs> she never tells me ahead of time, so sometimes I'm... okay. Surprise! So it's a, a party game, and it involves cards. And when we ever have cards with Bethy oh Beth, it's God. never, never pretty. <laughs> it's always a test. So this is called Wine IQ. Oh, Jesus, I'll okay. have to get that for the end. Yeah. You do the game pile. It's everything you need for a wine quiz night. The party game of questions and risk taking. So, <laughs> you know, you got the people. I think this is going to be your gift for showing up today. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Let me get one of these. We're going to do a little. Oops, I'm stuck on my microphone. <laughs> So you, it's kind of Trivial Pursuit-esque, and you have, um, you know, one side and you call out and you're playing, you know, it's very much like Trivial Pursuit. So the first one Which is... Which I never play, but... Um, what is the Pouliot classification? And so you could have, like, very bright people and someone would know, or you could give them clues. So it's a classification of the best wine in Pouliot. It's a classification of great varieties taking account of the date of ripening, it's a classification of French wine domains according to the amount of wine they produce. 
No idea. No, me neither. <laughs> None of the above. Uh, number three, that's it's, I'm guessing. It's, it's B, a classification of grape varieties. So, you know, this is not, you this know. This is why I do not play trivial pursuit. Right. It's At the end exactly, of the day, you just feel dumber and dumber and dumber. So it's not exactly trivial. These are kind of right. like, I think if you were studying Obscure. for a, a psalm or something, yeah, these right. would come in handy. Mm-hmm. And here's another one. What was invented by Britain Samuel Hershaw? Hmm. Any guesses? Okay, we'll give you some clues. The corkscrew, the grape harvesting machine, or metal casks. Again, none of the Corkscrew. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. We have a winner, Lucy. So this is, uh, yeah, these are these are deep. These this aren't trivial. This, this is going home trivial. with Lucy today. Yes. Oh, I said she won, and you're, <laughs> we're going to award you, award you the game, Lucy, yeah. to take to the end. All right. Well, Wine they'll, IQ. They'll love it. But, you know, I tell you the best part of it, is the graphics on the cover. Yeah, This is beautiful. pretty sensational. Mm-hmm. Really nice. That's yeah, nice. Nicely done. All right. So that's my book. That's my game, my item. Oh, I want one more thing to share. Oh, okay. I always have something. I always have one more thing. So we have this new post on our, our new blog on our website, and it's called A Perfect Day. And what we're trying to do is get people who are return visitors, people who've come and visited the wine road or locals who listen to our podcast, and we were asking people to send us their idea of one perfect day in Sonoma County. And that may or may not include wine tasting. There's no real rules. And so it's funny. I've written to a couple of people who I know are customers who come on a regular basis. And they've just described these amazingly great days. Like, you know, I, you have to start the morning with, you know, breakfast at Cousteau's. And, and they, they described why. And you know, the, just the whole right. day. As a local, maybe, like for me, a perfect day is driving out to Guerneville and stopping at Big Bottom Market and getting coffee and a biscuit and just going out to Goat Rock and, and then circling back around through Sebastopol, maybe stopping at Armstrong Woods. So that's a perfect day for me. Right. Other people, it's going to be visiting three of their favorite wineries or some restaurant that they can't miss. So then you'll live on forever with your post on a perfect day on the wine road. <laughs> you'll live there on forever. There you go. <laughs> I, think that, I think that people will, are just going to love seeing everybody's different ideas. But return visitors, they have experimented oh, yeah. and they have favorites for oh, reasons. Yes. Yeah, they yeah. definitely have favorites. Yeah. I loved reading the ones that right. people are sending to me. I'm like, oh, my God, these people. So I just want to wrap up by telling people to remember this one thing. This is our new hashtag. Book Direct. Hashtag Book Direct. Book Direct. Book Direct, yes. So, um, yeah, I mean, our inns and our small hotels here and uh, along the wine road, they really would appreciate hearing from you and having you book directly through them. So Good there you go. That's the scoop for the day. Right. So we'll put links to the Camellia Inn that through CamelliaInn.com. What is the URL for that? CamelliaInn.com. CamelliaInn.com. I guess it's the it's first so one. so clever. C-A-M-E-L-L-I-A. And then we'll put a link to our book, to our wine game that's going home with Lucy because she's the winner. She's the winner. And you can always go to thewineroad.com for anything else you might need, concierge service, and we'll see you on the wine road. Thank you, Lucy, for being here. Thanks for having me. Bye. Thanks. Bye-bye.